Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sorry, Aussie and England cricket fans, but the biggest sporting event on the planet this weekend happens at 2am on Monday, New Zealand time, in Abu Dhabi. It's the final race of the Formula One season where Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen are tied on points. And whoever finishes in front of the other will claim the title. Now, to talk us through this, uh, uh, this amazing, amazing battle between these two is uh, award-winning Formula One journalist Matt Koch from speedcafe.com. Uh, good morning to you, Matt. Thanks very much for your time. If you scripted this, I take my hat off to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a massive weekend. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, yeah, you're right. Formula One is the, the biggest ticket uh, on the planet this weekend. It's, it's going to be massive. It is. I mean, it's not since 1974, Matt. Uh, two drivers headed into the last race on equal points. Uh, Emerson Fittipaldi, Clay Regazzoni back uh, way back then. Uh, Fittipaldi coming out on top by virtue of finishing fourth. Uh, we've got a, a pretty similar scenario here, and it, it's staggering how Hamilton's come back at him. Yeah, you're right. It's It's been a long time in the making. We've seen some last race finales over the years, but never, as you say, since the 1970s, tied on points with Hamilton and Verstappen. After 21 of the 22 races thus far, Hamilton overcame a 32-point deficit at points to, to recover the championship lead. And then last weekend in, in Saudi Arabia, the way events unfolded there, we're now even Stevens. Uh, it ends level on points. Max Verstappen is world champion. The first time a Dutchman has ever been world champion in uh, in the sports history. Lewis Hamilton, should he basically finish ahead of Max Verstappen, it's that simple for him. He'll win his record eighth world championship. At the moment, he's tied with Michael Schumacher for seven. He then moves to be the uh, the clear uh, number one in that respect. But uh, yeah, pretty much if, if Lewis Hamilton finishes eighth or better and Max Verstappen is behind him, He's world champion. It's a little bit more complicated if he finishes in ninth and Max Verstappen's tenth. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty much that simple. He who finishes first is world champion. It is an incredible scenario when you look at it. And, of course, as is the case with Formula One, there's quite a lot being said uh, off the track before the event. Uh, Overnight, we're hearing Max Verstappen claiming he's treated differently to other drivers by the officials. (laughs) Yeah, and this is a little bit of... A narrative that's been going on for a few races now. If you think back to the Sao Paulo Grand Prix, Lewis Hamilton had a bit of a shocker with officials there. He got excluded from qualifying and all sorts of things thrown at him that weekend. But what it did was spark one of the drivers of his career, arguably. He basically came from the back of the grid to win that race. Max Verstappen, he got the, the book thrown at him in Saudi Arabia a week ago. Uh, 
he was penalised twice for a net total of 15 seconds. Uh, and he argued that, well, some of the stuff that I did, others were doing, and they didn't get a penalty. So, well, you're treating me differently. Um, it is a complicated matter when it comes to getting to how the stewards work and all that sort of stuff. But fundamentally, they've got a playbook. It's no different to uh, you know to, to football or cricket or whatever. There's, a, there's an umpire there, and they get the final say. Max might feel he's hard done by, but you, know, you might win some, you might lose some. It'll all wash out. They're using this narrative of the stewards to almost make themselves an underdog. Uh, for whatever reason, that works really well for Lewis Hamilton, as we saw in Brazil. So you get the feeling that Max is trying to steal that position away from Lewis so that he can't use that as his own platform this weekend to set himself up mentally. It's interesting also that um, race director, uh, FIA race director Michael Massey has, has warned drivers that they'll take points off for unsportsmanlike behaviour. So is that a warning to Verstappen? Because if he and Hamilton do crash out, Verstappen wins the title because uh, he's won more races this year by virtue of that, of course. So is that, is that a general warning uh, A general warning aimed really at those two? Yeah, absolutely. There, there is no other reason for that note to be included. So the, the FIA race director, Michael Massey, sends notes out to teams before every event, and there's a number of points, and they're usually talking about circuit-specific stuff. Very rarely, and never previously this year, has there been these notes about the International Sporting Code, which is internet, a, a set of rules that sits above the normal sporting rules, especially a code of conduct um, as to what is and is not acceptable. And it gives the, the governing body some powers to take points off or exclude drivers, all sorts of things, which has been exercised in the past. If you think back to 2007 with, uh, with McLaren getting thrown out of the championship, that's how that was done. So there is precedent there, but this is absolutely squared at, uh, at Max Verstappen for his antics in Saudi Arabia, which the brake test situation there on that 37, that absolutely crossed the line. That's, that's dangerous. Um, you, know, you can get cars launching up in the air, being parked on top of one another, not that we haven't seen that this year. Um, yeah, so that's absolutely squared at those two to try and cover off you know, things like we saw with Senna and Prost back in the early 90s and late mm. 1980s, uh, where we had two championships decided by crashes. Uh, so we're just trying to cover that off uh, and get ahead of the game. But <laughs> who knows? Max is uh, Max is pretty hell bent on on winning this championship. Matt, where does this rivalry rate for you? Then you mentioned Prost and Senna. Um, maybe Mansell and PK come to mind. Schumacher and, and Harkonnen. Uh, where does this? Is it still too new, or is it as genuine as some of those? It's genuinely, I think, up there with Senna and Prost. Those who are too young to remember that championship battle, just look at what's happening now because you've got it playing out in front of you. And the difference now is that we've got so much more access. The information is so much more immediate that we're able to see far more closely the way the, the two are interacting. Uh, Schumacher and Hackman, there was rivalry there, but there was far more respect. Um, Hill and Schumacher, you know, the two were sort of on a different level. But, uh, yeah, in this instance, Lewis and Max, they just downright don't like each other. It is very much like Senna and Prost. The difference is that they're in different teams where Senna and Prost were in the same team originally. But, uh, yeah, this is probably the most ferocious driver duel that I can think of in Formula 1 history. This will uh, all play out on uh, the Yas Marina circuit, uh, as we say, 2 o'clock uh, Monday morning New Zealand time. Um, tell us a wee bit about this track. Who, who should it suit uh, on any given day? 
Well, this is a million dollar question, and if anyone answer, out there has the answer, please let me know so I can put a bet on or something, because on paper, the circuit should suit Mercedes, but last year, Max Verstappen won. The complication this year is that there's been a couple of changes to the circuit, so I've tweaked what the hairpin onto the uh, the back straight, and then there's now a sweeper that comes off of that, uh, that back straight complex. So the, the track itself is a little bit of an unknown. Fundamentally, you would look at it and you'd say it's Mercedes country. Since 2014, I won seven races there. Max Verstappen's was the first time in the current era that Mercedes hasn't won. So you'd have to say Mercedes, also given that Lewis Hamilton has the momentum that he's got, he's won the last three races. So he's got good momentum. The team's got good confidence. He's saying the right things. He's not engaging. The track seems to see Mercedes. So you'd have to look at all of those pieces and say on paper, Lewis and Mercedes seem to have the upper hand. Okay, well, okay, then if that's the case, uh, what about team tactics here? You've got uh, Sergio Perez for Red Bull, Valtteri Bottas for uh, Mercedes. What what role, if any, will they have uh, in this weekend's finale? Their role is more of a spoiler come Sunday. Obviously, Valtteri Bottas is after a little bit of personal glory. It's his final race after five years with Mercedes. He'd like to go out on a high. But their role, realistically, is to spoil and support their uh, their respective team leaders. So Valtteri Bottas will be trying to stay somewhere in connection with Lewis and Max at the front of the race and just try and sit within 15 or 20 seconds of Max Verstappen because by doing that, and Sergio Perez will be trying to do the same thing with, with Lewis Hampton, by doing that, it really limits their rivals' opportunities to make strategic calls. You then can't get undercut, overcut, you know, they can't play the strategic game as easily. The complication is Valtteri Bottas has won in the Asmarina for Mercedes. He's got um, he's got track record and pedigree there. Sergio Perez has been a little bit more inconsistent in what's his first year with, uh, with Red Bull. He's come on a little bit better in, in recent races, but his form going into each and every event, until we sort of get through practice, is, is still unknown. So... Valtteri Bottas looks as though he could play a key role in just getting in front of Max Verstappen at a key point in the race and slowing his pace mm. and allowing Lewis Hamilton an opportunity to gain some time and track advantage. That's the role that, that Perez and Bottas are going to play. I just can't see them doing anything else because Max and, and Lewis in recent races have just been on, a, on such another level that pace-wise they're, they're almost untouchable. Okay, so um, Matt, how, how important then will qualifying be? Absolutely crucial. Yes, Marina has historically been almost impossible to pass. Uh, in 2010, we saw a four-way fight for the championship there, which Sebastian Vettel ultimately won, purely because he qualified better than his rivals. Um, they did a little bit of cleverness through, through strategy as well, did Red Bull, but basically through track position and a better qualifying uh he was successful that year. The changes to the track do make it slightly less important in theory because it should be easy to overtake, but it's still expected to be very difficult. So, yes, Saturday is going to be crucial if you don't get a good grid spot or if you happen to be a couple of grid rows back from your title rival, you've got it all ahead of you for Sunday. And, And that could be the decisive moment in this year's World Championship, which seems bizarre to say one moment, one lap, in a 22-race calendar, and it comes down to, to that moment. That's how close this is. Uh, 
do you have a preference uh, who you'd like to win? I mean, for instance, say uh, Hamilton does win, he goes past Schumacher. Some people say that uh, in a way. I've read a few articles there. Some drivers, fellow drivers, have said that would be quite sad in a way because they'll always regard uh, Schumacher as the GOAT. Yeah, so this is put to, to Sebastian Vettel overnight. You know, do you want to see Michael's record broken or would you rather see someone from your former team win, win the championship? If I'm honest, I don't have a preference. Um, I probably would be a great journalist if I did, if I'm honest. But, um, you know, if we step back and, and think about it, Lewis Hamilton winning an 8-4 championship is an extraordinary accomplishment. You know, in our lifetimes, we've seen Michael Schumacher win seven which no one ever thought would get past one or more Banjo's record of five. Michael did it with seven, and not too long afterwards, we're seeing this guy come along and knock off eight, which is just absolutely mind-blowing. But then we've got this young kid coming in, and he's still brash, he's still aggressive, he's still very raw, and he's taking it to this established superstar. You know, Lewis, whatever you might think of him, is one of the greatest drivers, if not the greatest driver Formula 1 has ever seen. We are witnessing greatness Right now, we are very, very fortunate to be doing so. So I'm torn. I I want to see greatness succeed, but at the same time, I want to see greatness challenged because it sets us up for the next iteration of Formula 1. Once Lewis does step away in a couple of years' time, we've then got these established superstars to just step straight into the breach. Um, So I don't have a preference. I'm just looking forward to a a, a clean race uh, and how Lewis Hamilton deals with that pressure and how Max Verstappen tries everything he can to do what, no Dutchman has done before. Looks incredible. Uh, very, very spicy and very intriguing, actually. Hey, Matt, so, thanks so much for making yourself available and, and making us more informed, more enlightened about the whole thing. Can't wait for 2 o'clock Monday morning. I'm, I'm sure you can a little bit earlier uh, where you are, of course, a slightly kinder hour, but um, enjoy it. Enjoy that uh, the climax to the season. should be great. Yeah, thank you. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Matt Koch there folks, uh, he is uh, a fantastic Formula One journalist uh, and uh, he of course is from speedcafe.com if you ever want to get onto that website and have a look you will be very well informed I assure you.